what would you say is the power of LinkedIn and what are some examples of how businesses should decide their target audience or target content that they'd be posting on there? Yeah, so um, let's start with the power of LinkedIn. So like I mentioned earlier, um, the two best platforms right now, as of this recording, for organic reach is LinkedIn and TikTok. And by organic reach, I mean when you post for free, how many people are seeing it? You know, like um, the more people that see it, the more powerful that platform is. Um, and then there's paid reach. So paid reach is, you know, like you paying the platform to reach X number of people. So as far as organic goes, if you make a free post, how many people see it? You'll get more people seeing your post on LinkedIn and um, TikTok than you will on like, let's say Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, now that being said, what are some examples of how businesses um, can figure out their target audience? Um, is, you know, you can actually look at who your current customers are, you know, and then, um, and then get a sample, you know, some sort of sample. So if you have, let's say 20 customers and you look at your customers and you start figuring out the demographics of each one, then you can kind of come up with some sort of um, idea of who likes you, you know, who likes your products and services. So let's say I do an audit of my clients and I find that, hey, most of my clients are, are accountants. I actually have a lot of accounting um, firms as my clients. Then I know, okay, well, I can start targeting business owners that own accounting firms on LinkedIn by just going to LinkedIn, the search bar, you can type in accounting. Um, and then you'll see a list of people with the word accounting in their profile, or they might work for an accounting firm or they might own an accounting firm. And then you can go up on the filters and start filtering out different titles. You know, like if I want to target CEOs or if I want to target a president, I can start filtering that. Um, if I want to target like a sales manager, I can do that. Um, so the magic happens in the LinkedIn search bar is after you find out who your target audience is, you can then start finding them in the search bar. Um, after you find them, start connecting with them. You know, you can click on the connect button and then you can leave a note and you can say something super friendly like, hey, Susan, you know, um, I would love to add you. And that's my Siri that just went off. <laughs> I thought I said Siri in that suit. I said Susan, not Siri. Okay, so um, afterwards, uh, you can leave a note. You can say, hey, and I would love to add you to my professional network. I hope you have a great day. And that note actually helps because you know, it's not like you're just trying to connect with them. You're leaving a thoughtful message um, mm -hmm. to sound friendly and they'll be more likely to connect with you. So, so start connecting with people. That's the power of LinkedIn is the connections. The more connections that you have and you can build a relationship with, the better. Um, and then afterwards, after you start connecting with them, they're going to be seeing your feed. And that's where you can start posting content that adds value to those people that you're trying to target. Mm -hmm. So that, that is the power of LinkedIn. Wow. Uh, and th that was really important for um, me when I first started. I realized on LinkedIn, I'm probably not going to be finding borrowers 
on LinkedIn, but more like finding business connections on LinkedIn. So we started searching and talking to realtors and connecting with them and um, I guess putting content together that would be helpful for realtors as opposed to on Facebook where I make content that's targeted towards home buyers specifically. Uh, so if someone were starting from scratch, like they just created their LinkedIn account, what would you say are the first most important steps for them to take to be successful? Yeah, so if you already, um, if you just started your account, you want to start filling out your profile. And by filling out, I don't mean just like super quickly, I mean um, thoroughly. So for example, your work experience, you know, some people just put that, hey, I worked here. Um, well, there's a place where you can actually write a description of what you did at that place. And so you want to be leaving things that you accomplished, you know, like I generated, you know, $1 million for this company. You know, just start listing your, um, uh, your uh, accomplishments because that's going to wow and, and put the reader at all whenever they're on your profile. You know, you want people to feel impressed with you after reading your work experience. So you just don't want to be leaving that you worked at McDonald's. You know, you want to be putting down that, man, when I was at McDonald's, I was uh, flipping 30, 30 burgers an hour. Like I was like going hard. I generated this much for my store. You know, you want to be putting accomplishments that are going to wow the people that are reading your profile. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one. Um, start collecting recommendations. So there's people that can recommend you on your skills. People look at that stuff. You know, they want to see what you're skilled at and how many other people can vouch for you and say that you're good at that skill or great at that skill like so, an, um, an endorsement on the on the skills and exactly i did find it helpful if i like make a connection with someone and i chat with them just a second i'll go and i'll endorse them on some of their skills that i know that they're skilled at and then it's really easy to say like hey you know usually they'll say thank you for endorsing me but then you could say hey like can you endorse me on you know customer service or something that they know that you're probably good at and they'll go and they'll give you a couple endorsements back. Exactly. Yes. hundred percent. Um, it's a great conversation opener too. You know, mm -hmm. like if you're connecting with your prospects and you know, your target audience and they're messaging you, you know, saying, thank you for recommending me on this and, uh, or endorsing me for this skill, then that opens up some conversation and you can go in and start building a relationship with, your target audience. So, um, so that's number one is to really fill out your profile thoroughly and not quickly. Um, the second thing I would start doing is posting content, you know, start posting on social media. So that way, um, the algorithm can see that you're active because if you post inconsistently or you don't post at all, whenever you make a post, not many people are going to see, you know, because the algorithm, Algorithm is thinking, okay, well, this person's only posting once in a while. Uh, maybe we give them like X number of views, right? But if you're posting consistently, you're telling the algorithm, hey, I'm, I'm going to be on this platform in, for the long haul. You know, I want to be, I want to build my audience on here and I want to stay loyal to you as a platform. They're going to be more generous whenever you're posting on social media. They're going to see like, wow, you know, maybe we should give this person more reach or more views. 
And so start posting on social, on social media. You want to work your way up. And if you're doing it for your business, um, you want to work your way up to two to three times a day. If you're highly ambitious, then four times a day on LinkedIn, TikTok. Um, but if you're starting out, do something you can manage. You know, it's, I always like to um, kind of uh, the analogy I like to use is like if you're working out. You know, if you're working out for the first time, you don't want to go too hard. You don't want to go like every day for two hours, you're going to get burnt out. That's why mm-hmm. so many people quit their, you know, New Year's resolution after they, you know, uh, come up with a goal it's because they go in too hard. But if you can do it to, to something that you can manage, say, let's say you post once a week and you do that for a few weeks and you build your posting muscles and then boom you start ramping it up to two times a week, start building a little posting muscle here and there, boom, three times a week, and then work your way up to, you know, two to four times a day. So those are my analogy. (laughs) I like the analogy of posting muscle because I can only imagine like my left bicep is huge from holding my phone. Right. (laughs) That's the posting muscle. Yeah. Or your thumb. (laughs) Yeah, your thumb muscles. Would you... Would you say, yes, utilize the scheduling your posts to your advantage? Like, so you could sit down and like get rid of it all without thinking, or do you have reasons for saying, no, you should be on the platform posting it when you post, maybe specifically for LinkedIn? Yeah, so um, there are trade-offs. So the scheduling tools would never admit this, because you know they need to stay in business um it's it's probably better and it's not proven but it's probably better to post on the social media platform itself than to post uh, post using a third-party tool um because you know the platform wants you to be on their platform right linkedin wants you to be on linkedin they don't want you to be on hootsuite or some of these other um platforms they want you to solely be on theirs. Um, so it's probably best if you could to do it on their platform. But if you're super busy and you just don't like social media um, posting, but you know it's important for your business and you just want to get out of the way, then yeah, you can use a third-party tool. Um, but on Facebook, you can actually schedule posts. So if you go to the um, Facebook manager, you can actually schedule your posts when you want the post to be released so that way you don't have to use other tool third-party tools mm-hmm. and same thing with instagram you can do it through facebook um, linkedin doesn't have that capability yet and i believe like tiktok doesn't have that capability yet um, mm-hmm. but i imagine that that as they mature uh they will probably come up with that later on okay nice um so what are i guess Pick three pro tips to help people build genuine relationships using their LinkedIn marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so relationship building tip um, number one: when you're connecting with people, um, figure out how you can help them first. Okay, so a lot of people are in it for themselves. You know what's in it for me? They're listening to uh, one guy used to tell me, "What is it?" Uh, the W-I-I-F-M radio, what's in it for me? Um, too many people are listening to that. And you should be thinking what's in it for them. You know, what's in it for the other person? 
So um, start figuring out how you can be a resource, you know? So like, for example, what we talked about earlier, endorsing them on some skills. Mm -hmm. That is a great first way to start off a relationship is giving them value, um, real value by endorsing them on skills. That way, when people go to their profile, a lot of people can see that, hey, there's, they're, um, they're endorsed by so many different types of people for this particular skill, and that's going to make them look better. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way uh, to start is by endorsing skills, number one. Number two is um, figure out uh, like how you can be a, a resource for them. You know, So instead of just trying to sell them right off the bat, is like, hey, I would love to figure out how I can be a resource for you. Have some time to chat. You know, and you hop on the phone with them and figure out how you two can collaborate. So that would be my second tip is to start figuring out how you can be a resource for the other person, you know, preferably over the phone or Zoom. Um, so that's number two. And then number three is to post content. Okay, so when you post content, you add value to them, you're actually bettering your relationship with them. Um, so like, you know, some of the people that I follow when they post content, like depending on who they are, like I, I sometimes go to their profile and start reading their other posts. And I feel like when I read their other posts, I get, I get to know them a little bit more, you know, like it improves my relationship with them. I see them in a better light every single time they give me value because, um, they're helping me, you know, they're improving my life. So if you can create content that adds value to them, then that, that is actually helping the relationship, even though it's one-sided, you know, like it's, it's you giving to them and not them giving to you. They're still improving that uh, relationship, their, their relationship with you. So those are my top, top three tips. Nice. And I'm glad how that circle around with the, uh, the endorsement, because it's so easy to like take mm -hmm. that first step and it's usually skills that you can tell about people right away. Uh, I know when people endorse me, I'm like, oh, like that was so nice. And then I go and I'll check out their profile just because they endorsed me and like see who they were exactly. <laughs> or, or why they're endorsing me or something like that. Um, and I see you post on LinkedIn a lot. So how do you use LinkedIn and like what's your specific poster schedule look like on that platform? Yeah, so at my peak, I was posting four times a day on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, now, since then, I've scaled it back because I've been focusing on other different uh, parts of my business. Um, so as far as LinkedIn goes, uh, the posts, I generate posts from different places. So I have a long-form piece of content. So for example, my podcast. I have my own podcast, or I might be doing a class for people. Those are long form. You know, the class is generally one hour. The podcast episode is generally an hour to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And from that long form piece of content, I then clip it into highlights, you know, two to three minute, maybe even four or five minutes um, highlights that I can then post on LinkedIn. So I'll be posting the video of the small clip of the say class or the podcast and then i'll also take the 
transcription, you know, the words that I said in the video, and I'll make a different post about it too, later on, you know, maybe like a few weeks later. So I'm going to maximize my time by using the long form piece of content to then clip it into, you know, five to 10 different other video clips that I can post on social media. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how I do it, you know, um, create one long form and then edit it to smaller social media size uh, clips. So effective use of your time too. Do you think that there's like a type of post that works best on LinkedIn? Like, is it the small videos? Is it the the written forms? Is it pictures? Yeah, written form, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of the reasons why written form works so well is because you know if you think about LinkedIn, most people are using that platform during work. Okay, like if you look at the hours that most people are active and the worst hours. Um, most people are active between 8 and 5 p.m., which wow. happens to align with work time. You know, and that's kind of how we see LinkedIn as like a professional, you know, network, right? Professional platform. Um, you know, outside of those hours, there's a lot less people active, especially during the weekends too. A lot of people are less active on LinkedIn compared to weekdays during work hours. So, um, uh, so wait, hold on. What was your question again? <laughs> I lost my point. <laughs> the, type of, the type of posts that work best on LinkedIn. So you're saying okay. it was the written form. Yes. Uh, okay. 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 I got, I got, it. I went on a riff. Okay. Uh -huh. So I'll bring it back. Guitar to solo. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so, uh, so you know, people are on those platforms during those hours. And so they're not going to be watching a video because their boss might be hearing it, you know? So that's why written works so well. It's because they can consume content without other people around them, their coworkers, their boss, knowing that they're on LinkedIn browsing, <laughs> browsing yeah. and being on social media, right? So that's why written works so well on LinkedIn. One of the reasons why. Um, so written's definitely number one. Uh, and I'd say it's pro uh, the articles, like creating an article, um, you know, like if you create an article and it gets a ton of traction, it'll be one of the top recommended articles whenever you log on, you know, like you see all those news articles, okay. those, those are from people just writing about something, you know, that a lot of people like. So writing written articles on LinkedIn works very well too. Mm -hmm. um, and then afterwards, yeah. And then afterwards, um, uh, it's probably a toss up between video and like uh, pictures, um, but I'd say probably pictures a little bit more than video. Um, similar to that reason, because you know, you can read a post, a picture with, and see the picture without your coworkers knowing. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then the video, video is probably last. That's like if uh -huh. you're in the restroom, and you're like browsing LinkedIn at work and you're in the restroom and nobody else can hear it, then you'll watch the video, right? Mm -hmm. So um, so that, that's how I'd rank the different uh, effectiveness of posts on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's strange because I know on other platforms, like just the words is the last, the last thing that people <laughs> should be doing. Uh, so that is some really, really good information. Um, 
definitely gets me super juiced to um, keep at it on the LinkedIn platform. I know I've, I've personally fallen off on it a little bit as I go and I focus my attention on other things like the podcast and stuff, but I'm also excited that I'll be having this new kind of content to start posting on there, my other social media platforms as well. Um, so I, that concludes the end of this LinkedIn episode, and we'll move on to part three for Facebook next. 